Hello and welcome to an all-new episode of the Transfix Take Podcast, where each week we deliver news, insights, and trends for shippers and carriers. It's the week of February 28th. I'm Jenny Ruiz, and I'm joined by our market expert, none other than Justin Mays. Justin, how's it going? And I never call you Justin. I don't know why I'm doing that today. <laughs> it's all right, Jenny. It's going great. I mean, it, I can't complain. Down in Atlanta, it's, it's getting up to 70 degrees every day, so there's nothing better than some nice warm weather finally. I think uh, we've got to switch offices for a quarter and see uh, see what it's like over there. But, you know, let's talk about the week's top five worst weather lanes powered by weather optics. Um, we're looking at it's, it's quite a bit. So we're looking at San Francisco to Salt Lake City, Sacramento to Seattle, Seattle to Spokane, Minneapolis to Chicago and then Portland to Salt Lake City. The worst being Seattle to Spokane with a potential 62 percent maximum shipment delay. You know, Maze, we thought we were done with winter weather, but it's clear that the West Coast is dealing with some sort of um, some of the highest impacts from both heavy rain and snow. I should also note severe thunderstorms will impact parts of the Midwest as we speak with large hail and wind damage. I know we thought we were done talking about this, but what do you think this will bring as we drive through the rest of the week? Really, other than delays, uh, you know, going to shippers or receivers, I really don't anticipate this having any impact on capacity or or rates in the market. Um, Like you said, it it is widespread. It's going to have more impacts to the Pacific Northwest over the last 48 hours, especially. But as it goes farther east, um, it's really just severe thunderstorms for the most part, some areas of snow, but I don't think we're going to see much of an impact. I think uh, I think we're still putting the weather behind us, hopefully. Okay, good. Um, well, that said, you know what? It's time for the regional breakdown, and we've got a lot to get through today. Rates have been going down, 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 and where, you know, I'd love to know from you, where do you think that we currently sit with the uh, national average rate per mile, and especially with tender rejections, because I feel like there's a story there. Yeah, I think there's a story behind both. Um, usually, you know, speaking on the pod, we're, we're usually talking about line haul national averages, um, where we still sit about eight, percent, 8 cents per mile higher than we were back in November 2023. Um, we are now lower than we were at any point in December, which really shows that the market's given back the gains that carriers were able to push through the holidays and then through all the severe weather in January. Um, but when you look at rate per mile all in, we're actually at the bottom of the market that we saw in November going into this week, which is pretty surprising. Um, you know, that's that's because fuel has gone up through the month. So that's where the vergence of all in versus line all is. Um, but when we dig a little bit deeper, like you said, 10 to rejections, we're south of 4% now. Over the last week, we really started seeing 10 to rejections drop. You know, it's really signaling that the market is at that bottoming, but um, it's going to be a surprise what we see in March. Uh, you know, do we go farther below the bottom of what we saw in 2023, or do we start seeing some markets shift? Yeah, uh, great hint on the tender rejections because I feel like you netted out right, but we'll get there at the end of uh, the discussion with our crystal ball predictions. Why don't we start with one of the most volatile regions this week? The South has shown the most pressure, it seems, over the last seven days. What's happening here and what can we attribute this tightening to? You're right, Jenny. We're, we are starting to see some seasonality poke out of the markets, right? Um, the South is not going to see much more of a decline, I don't think, in the next 30 or so days. We are seeing the border markets particularly pick up some momentum for carriers. 
um, which is starting to leak over to larger volume markets like Austin, Texas. Uh, this is going to do solely the seasonality. We do usually anticipate this in, in, you know, in the beginning of March, if not mid-March. So it, it's no surprise necessarily, but it's, it's something to keep an eye on because we could start seeing you know, that seasonal change in the average rate through the south and southeast really take place in the next 30 days. Okay, certainly a region to watch then. Now, continuing with the volatility, the Midwest continues to show rates taking a nosedive with the highest drop of about 2.37% on average. Do you think that some of that may change considering the weather just west out of Chicago? So I don't think it's necessarily going to change because of the weather, but it may look like it because I do think we're going to start seeing a slowdown and decline in the Midwest. I mean, we are now lower than we were 60 days ago in the Midwest. Uh, but I don't think there's too much more room to go, though I do believe that we will continue to see rates decrease in the coming weeks. Okay. Now, the last 60 days has shown a slight increase for the coastal region, just nearly touching 2%. But then when you look at the last seven days, there's almost a 2% decline on mid and long hauls. What do you think this week holds for the coastal region? Yeah, certainly. The coastal region has been stubborn, but it's, it's kind of turned a new leaf. Um, and it's particularly most likely due to the southeast seeing a accelerating decline as well. But the coastal region, we're going to continue to see decline. Um, as you pointed out, we're really seeing it in the longer lanes of all. But as an entire region, we're going to continue to see that decline in the next couple of weeks. OK, now I want to jump around a bit to the southeast. This region has sort of leveled out post Valentine's Day, especially in the Miami region, uh, like you had pointed out a few weeks ago. But I'm seeing markets like Ch uh, Chattanooga and Knoxville take quite a nosedive. What is happening here? Yeah, I mean, they are bodied up against the Midwest and coastal. So there's really no opportunity for carriers to move out of those markets to go and take advantage of higher rates. Um, you know, the larger volume markets are going to drive the smaller volume markets um, and be a little more impactful. So I think we're going to continue to see Tennessee as an entire state experience that decline. because We haven't seen, you know, you put it out the entire southeast experience such a decline over the last couple of weeks. But we're starting to see you know, especially Florida, pick up some steam um, with the accelerating decrease in rates. But I don't think it's going to be too much longer until we start seeing some seasonality poke out in, you know, parts of the southeast, just like we're experiencing the south. Now, it's not going to be next week, but it's definitely going to be in the next couple of weeks. Okay, well, spring is definitely upon us, so I think we'll see that with uh, the potential start of produce season, if all goes well. You know, but out of the north we, uh, northeast, capacity is really starting to loosen up here. Um, on a micro level, I've heard from a few different retailers that their deliveries have been backed up. With rates low in pretty much every single region, are we going to see an uptick in tender rejections here, or what's the story? I don't think we're going to see an uptick in tender rejections um, anywhere, really. Uh, actually, every single region we've seen a decline. Um, the Midwest is still the highest by region, but that's that's a normal event for the Midwest just because of the supply and demand metrics. Um, I think it's also due to the season that we're in. We're in RFP season for the industry. A lot of new contracts going live. So you could have potentially have seen very large shippers release their you know contracts in the last 30 days, um, which you know accelerates the tender acceptance. Um, so I don't think we're going to see anything too surprising. I do think that the Northeast has actually a lot of opportunity to continue to see decreases in the rates. It's one of the very few regions out there that still have a higher rate today than we'd had 60 days ago. Um, so it just kind of shows that the Northeast hasn't hit the bottom just yet um, and it has some room to go. 
Now, closing out with the West Coast, it's worth noting that over the last 60 days, we're just shy of an 8% decrease in rates. And I haven't seen this kind of dip in a long time, and it's obvious this region takes the ground for consistently least desirable for carriers. What can we expect out of the West Coast moving forward? Well, we're certainly starting to see the decline slow down, uh, but it's still there. Like you called out, it's been a region that has just been unfavorable for carriers for months now. Um, until we start seeing demand pick up from imports, which, you know, imports are stronger than they've been re in recent months, but it's still not enough to really drive any strong demand measures out there to actually change rates on the truckload side. So maybe, uh, you know, a few months till we start seeing some pressure, but the decline of rates is going to start slowing down, if not start, stop, and we'll start seeing rates flatline out on the West Coast. It is a normal seasonality trend to see the West Coast be a weaker region through the first half of Q1. So it's not necessarily surprising. And then it, you know, it doesn't hurt shippers on the West Coast that the weather didn't really impact the markets too much out there. Good to know. Now, I think it's time for us to bust out the crystal ball and see where we landed with our predictions for February. So just as a reminder, here's what we predicted at the top of the month. Uh, national rates were predicted to decline by approximately 4%, with tender rejections gradually decreasing towards the 4% mark by the end of the month. Um, why don't we start there? Where where did you net out here? And I, I feel like you're usually right, so this doesn't seem very far off. So the national rates, um, I was off on. Uh, we actually okay. saw that the line all the way per mile decrease by nearly 11%. Um, Whoa. The... When you look at all-ins, though, it's right around 7%, but still a larger decline than we expected. Like I said, we did get back all the gains that we experienced through the weather events, but also through the end-of-year um, tightness that we experienced through the holidays. Um, but when it comes to 10 rejections, we landed right where we, we, you know, we kind of predicted, right around that 4% mark. Today, we walked into about 3.97%. Um, I, I do think we'll get into it next week when we make the predictions, but I do think we're going to continue to see that tender rejection decline as new awards go live. You know, it's interesting when you look at it from a week to week perspective at a micro level, it seemed like we were on a rate uh, on the rate scale closer to that 4% mark. But when you zoom out and see what the cumulative rate is, that 11% is really surprising. Uh, I, I'm hoping we're not going to continue to see that, but it seems like it's going to be a really volatile continuation of the first half of the year. Yeah, and that 11%, again, is without fuel. So, like, fuel kind of masks some of that decrease, but it's still yeah. a 7% increase when you throw fuel into the mix, which is pretty significant for carriers out there. It hasn't been an easy, you know, almost 24 months now for them. Um, so it's, it's super important for them to stay in tune with the market and, and align with, you know, either shippers or brokers that can get them that consistent freight to continue to weather the storm that carriers face right now. Yeah, let's hope that they were able to sort of net out uh, in favor for RFP season with the incumbent carriers. But the second point that, that I think is worth noting here is you expected reefer rejection, rejections to level out and decline, particularly in the Midwest and Southwest regions, thanks to warmer weather uh, and temperature developing. Where did you net out there? So we hit it on the ball there. Um, we hit it on the head there. Um, we saw reefer rejections overall flatten and then start declining particularly in the Midwest and Southwest, where we really wanted to keep an eye on, we saw tenant rejections decline by 50%. Um, you know, in the Midwest, they were up around 14%, they're down to around 7% now. So we definitely saw that it happen with, you know, the winter weather passing us. 
Um, and, you know, just overall the market moving downward um, in favor of shippers right now. Yeah. Wow. What a, what a story to tell for February, a short month, but seemingly quite a volatile one in terms of, you know, uh, rates, tender rejections and so forth, especially with those regions holding on stronger. I think it was what um, northeast at the top of the month and then perhaps the coastal region as a reflection of that and even the southeast, right? 100%. Okay. Glad I remembered that. Uh, my memory still works. <laughs> All right. That said, as we drive into March next week, we are going to make some crystal ball predictions on the next episode of the Transfix Take podcast. Until then, Mays, have a great week ahead and everyone else drive safely. All views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of Transfix Inc. or any parent companies or affiliates or the companies with which the participants are affiliated and may have been previously disseminated by them. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are based upon information considered reliable, but neither Transfix Inc. nor its affiliates nor the companies with which the participants are affiliated warrant its completeness or accuracy and it should not be relied upon as such. All views and opinions are subject to change.